Beyonce to the busy man. He's awesome. But it's Jesus that's also in him. And it's him desiring to submit himself into the Lordship of Christ and why God uses this man and so many others. Starting to hear about 14 or 16 interns here at Summit. Thankful to hear about the ministries that God is doing through his church. Not what we as people are doing. Uh, but I am thankful to be back. I love y'all very much. And uh, the theme for this, this movement, this, uh, this time of year has been that God is with us. We've been in Joshua 1-9, right? I want us to turn there. Joshua 1-9. But I'm starting six. Let me ask you a question. 
When he's talking about going make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything I've observed or everything I've commanded you. Very similar talk here. And lo, know that I am with you to the end of the age. Who is he talking to? Speak back to me. Who, who, who is he talking to? Us. Those that have received Christ. Would anybody, would anybody disagree with that? Nobody. Good. Yes. Because I'm going to charge you. For those of you who have accepted Christ, you must join the mission. And know that he ain't leave you. Nor forsake you. He loves you. Although he ascended, he's gifted you with so much. Primarily himself, spirit. To be able to obey. To be able to do the things that God has called you to do. Right? Be careful not to remove anything of this instruction from your mouth. Be careful to follow everything. Matthew, teaching you to deserve everything I've commanded you. We'll get into Ephesians. The word of God is powerful. And not just this book. I can rip these pages out. Y'all can call me a blasphemy, whatever you want, but God's word don't come back for me. So me doing that is not that God's word is powerful. His word is his son. Jesus came. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to die there. Alright? Father, we thank you so much for your grace to sinful, undeserving dirtbags. <clears throat> Father, but you've decided in your will, in your love, to choose us to love us, to bring us back to you, to reconcile us back to a good, perfect relationship with God, to reconcile us with one another. I thank you for everybody that's here this morning. I pray for you to be glorified, lifted up, loved. I pray that the desires of our hearts will not be anything other than Jesus. Lord, and I do pray that you would forgive us of our sin, our pridefulness, in ourselves, our false talking, our gossip, lying, our selfishness, forgive us, Jesus. Your word says that if we confess our sins to you, that you will forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We ask for that cleansing. And we pray, Father, as we worship you in your word, that you will be glorified. Have your way, Jesus. Change us. May we not leave this place the same as we came in. May we leave joining you on your mission by our own volition to follow after you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, let's go to Ephesians 4, 10 through 16. God bless you. I came up here with my boy, Sean. Robinson, I'll talk about him a little bit later, but thankful for that brother coming up with, with me. And yeah, God is good. God is good. So Ephesians 4, which is up on the screen. Follow. 
Ephesians is an amazing book. Actually, this is the book that uh, first sermon I got to preach. Yeah, I wanted to preach out of Ephesians. This is my book. John. God told me so much. I got to share it, bond it. But uh, it's rich. It is so rich. So rich. So rich. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1. We have so much of the blessings that are in whom? Christ. Blessings that we receive, this doctrine that we get from, from Paul, and then following after, uh, you know, chapters 1 to 3, you get this doctrine, this good thing, this where you were, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, and God has made you alive in Christ. Nobody deserves salvation. Nobody. And sometimes we put our places in a, in, a, in a, or put ourselves in a place of entitlement, thinking that we deserve this, we deserve that. For those of you who were having to live in a hotel, praise the Lord that you're here. For those of you who don't get to start and play, praise the Lord that you are here. For those of you who desire to do more than what you're doing now, be faithful in what you have. You don't deserve that. God has been so good to me and my family. I hate to say I was going to share this about my wife, and I won't go into much detail, but uh, as far as us having children, there was a question from our doctor, thinking, mm, I don't think you should or, or be able to. Within a month after talking to that lady, popped out Mike. <laughs> Lord is faithful. We still about a mile. <laughs> yes, my wife is pregnant, y'all. February. Woo! I'm going to my quickly. And many more quickers. I need to have a team, y'all. I play football. I'm a sportsman. Back in the day, he said, uh, he said, yeah, you're a dirtbag. I thought about it. I'm like, 
Man was made out of dust, carried in his skin. I like it. He don't have to do anything, but he chose on his own to do what he has done. Verse 11. It says that he personally gave. So now we start to talk about the gifts that God has given. He personally gave some to the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the training of the saints and the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into a mature man with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Verse 14. Then we will no longer be tossed, or be little children, tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness and the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, is Christ. 16. From him, the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for the building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. So Christ has been given authority, right? Ascending and descending. He personally gave gifts. Like I said, initially in chapter 1, we talked about how he's given himself, given the Holy Spirit to us, right? And now we have the ability to actually do the things that God has called us to do. Here, he's given gifts to the church, I would say. <clears throat> Let's talk about these people. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Some of the the apostles were those that were the twelve that were with Christ that walked with him and kept it moving, right? The, the word apostle comes out as sent out. Those that are sent out. And they're sent out to declare the word of the Lord. Prophets. We talk about the prophets of old, prophets now. Paul says that I wish that everybody would prophesy a lot because it edifies the church. So let's clarify prophecy, right? It's more so foretelling as opposed to foretelling. So I don't, I don't want to talk about the future per se, but I'm foretelling. I'm speaking truth. And that truth is going to be true whether it's today, tomorrow, or whatever. So when the future comes and it does come about that what you said was true, people are oh, this prophet that spoke the future. He's just speaking God's word. He's speaking the truth. God's word is my boy. Evangelists, right? These are the ones that go out and proclaim the word of God, the good news of Jesus Christ. Pastors, praise the Lord for pastors. They do a lot of work. But they're counseling, they're shepherding, they're caring for the flock. It's through the word of the Lord. And then teachers. What are they teaching? We're here at a university. We got professors that teach us different disciplines. Christ is the fullness of knowledge. So all of these disciplines should be coming through him. <clears throat> all of what's going on that God has given us are people that are going to proclaim his word in truth. I, I, I stress my real word of God. Why? Because it's the word that can change your soul. It's the very word that can save your soul. The power is in the word. And like I said, Jesus is the word. So for those of you who say, you know what, I, I just became a believer in Harvard. I don't know how to live this thing out. Get in the word. You don't do it by yourself. 
Get with cats that have been in the Word, that know the Word of God, that can help you grow in the Word. Why? Verse 12 is for the training of the saints, equipping of the saints, and the work of ministry. Ministry of the Word. We've been given, since, since we are in Christ, right? 2 Corinthians 5, 17, since we are in Christ, we're new creations. The old has passed, the new is here. God has given us a ministry of reconciliation. God has reconciled us back to him, brought us back in right standing with him, right? And he's also told us, as, as you are now, you work out that ministry wherever you are. So when Jesus says, go and make disciples wherever you're going, may you work out this ministry. And this ministry is, is based on the word. Jesus Christ in the ministry and the, and the mission that he's done, the good news of Jesus. This is what they're doing. This is what they're talking about. It's to build up the body of Christ. When I was uh, about 12 years old, I had trusted in Christ. I said, yeah, I knew that Jesus was the way to heaven. That's what I did. I said, I need him. I don't want to go to hell. It's hot. I'm already in Florida. <laughs> don't need more than this. Charleston's not better by far. <laughs> So I said, I want to accept Jesus. But my understanding of this was, you know, you read your Bible, you be good, stay out of trouble, fine, you do what you got to do. By the time I got to high school, in between my 11th and 10th and 12th grade year, I started dabbling. Marijuana, alcohol, sleeping around while playing football. Senior year in high school was just, yeah, horrible. Got recruited by a lot of different schools, all of them fell through. I come to Charleston Southern. And I'm going to be honest, I was like, what is, where is this place going? At that time, facilities was like, huh? You had the green machine scoreboard. You could make, like, when the light was shining, you couldn't see what the school was. You could see what the time was. It was horrible. Like, leaving from southern Mississippi, looking at their facilities, getting called on by UCF, all these other schools, and I got to come here? God had a plan. While I was dead in my sin, God had a plan. Come up here, meet this dude. He thought I hated him. I didn't. John Davis. I think it was his first year being a chaplain at school. Um, I was like, dang, I like this dude. He got fire in his bones, man. He loved the Lord. I mean, he liked Jesus. He liked football. He, he's a real deal. I can rock with him. Come to Summit, man, they, they started teaching me what, what the word was. Growing up, it was you don't do wrong, you don't question the Bible. You believe it, keep it moving. If you question, you're going to get slapped, period. There was a lot of law. There's no love, no grace. I get here. And he knew. He knew the crap I was doing. Yet, what did he do? He spoke life into me. He knew his position in Christ. And he knew his ministry was the ministry of reconciliation. So instead of, look, bro, yeah, you think you quarterback, you're going to be all this stuff. I know what you do. <clears throat> and leaving it at that is no, no, no. This is who God says you are. This is what God has for you. This is where I see you. Talk about the gift of prophecy. This man spoke a lot about your boy. He declared from this book, you can marry a white girl. I dated one. It didn't work out too well, John. My wife is white. We make good kids. They don't do Bloodlines, right? You smoke true. 
If he's ever spoken to y'all, look, he the words. But let me tell you this also. If he speaks words and they are not from God, you point it out. Don't play that at all. At all. Hold him accountable. Mm. Things got serious real quick. Sorry. <laughs> but that's, that's what's going on. God said, Jesus, as, as I have said, as I've gone and been with my father, I can't leave my people with nothing. Let me give them my spirit. Let me give them gifts to be able to walk this thing out. Because as people see you, sometimes you're the only Bible they read. When people see you, not only your words that you speak, but the actions that you take, that's full and effective communication. And as we look at these people who have been gifted to the church, that's what we see. Apostles don't just talk about God's word, they go out. Prophets speak the word, whether or not they want to or not. Jonah hated it. They believe that dude, God did what he was supposed to do. By God's grace, a fish. He still ain't get it afterwards. What's going on? Evangelists, man, they, they hit the ground. You need to know about Jesus. You need to know about Jesus. And if you got people like that, hey, don't, don't just don't get frustrated with them. They just love the Lord. Pastors, shepherding, caring for the flock. The nonsense they have to put up with that we put them through. Better be thankful. This is Jesus saying, I love you. I love you. And I don't want to leave you where you are. I want you to become an effective member. I want you to be the man and the woman that you are supposed to be. That's his desire for your life. Your sanctification. Right, so as we move through these gifts, and as we uh, are built for the work of the ministry, it's the building of the body, until we all reach the unity of the faith and the knowledge of God's Son, right? That's, that's thinking in, in terms. So and you don't just, oh man, I know a little bit more about Jesus. I'm good, I can retire. No, this thing doesn't end until Jesus comes back. It's a continual deal, continual deal going to the Lord. Growing into a mature man with the stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we would no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching. I know y'all coming here to Charleston, South Carolina, you don't have to be a believer to come here. So there's a lot of women teaching that go around in this place. There's a lot of worldviews that go around. Christianity is one of them. I know when I was here, there was Hindu, there was Muslim. Cats that are agnostic, people that claim to be atheists. There's a lot going on. And if you ain't careful, you can toss. Go for like a little kid. Man, what is this about? This is a little more real, right? Not think worldview like. Ladies, you might have a dude that says, look, man, I love Jesus.
You better be ready to answer. I don't mind going to jail. I'm serious. <laughs> Say whatever you want to say. She's my responsibility. As a father, I'm the shepherd of the house. You got a problem with it? So be it. You're going to make me fast tomorrow. <laughs> She's been in my heart. Don't let him fool you. Same for you guys. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> Nonsense. I'm sorry. I focus. You stay in the word. You stay in Christ. You can't do anything apart from him. You abide me, you will bear much fruit. Some of you say, man, I, I kind of enjoy my sins. Yeah, you ain't going to grow far. And the stuff that you truly desire, because God has given you desires, you don't get there quickly. But by those of you who say, you know what, I trust in Jesus, and I'm going to follow after him. You may feel like this will never come, but I know he's worth it. And I'm going to follow after him. It'll be a lot sooner than you think. A lot sooner than you think. So stop being little kids. Tighten up. But speaking truth in love, that's hard to do. All of this communication is rooted in love. And we only, we only know how to love because he first loved us. That's where it begins. Emmanuel, God with us. Philippians talked about how he left the glory and came in the likeness of a man. Humble. When's the last time you've seen somebody of stature? Get down in the dirt. <coughs> Hang out with the, with the common folk. When's the last time? <coughs> Have we not seen it? Like no, no. King of kings, Lord of lords, God of all creation. He did it with you in mind. He gave it all up. Because he knew the destination that was set for you. Honestly, it wasn't supposed to be for man. But when sin came into the world, we all were set for destruction. We all deserved to be in hell. To burn forever. Worm that never fails. Ultimately, straight separation from God. You talk about the worst. Any of y'all ever felt like you were out of God's will, out of his presence, like he was not there? It's not a good place to be. Jesus said, no, 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 no. I'm making a way for you. I desire for you to be with me. Be one with me as I am with my Father. I love you. So much so that I will die for you. Shed his blood for us. And the Bible says that, don't you know that you are not your own? Your body was bought with price? Christ is the precious blood of Christ. I was in Orlando. I think I got not too much time out. In Orlando, and uh, we were at a conference, and they said, look, y'all need to go out with people, get to meet people, so when y'all go out to eat, just get with whoever and get to know each other. So out of this restaurant, this lady comes up, older lady, and she, uh, as she comes to the restaurant, she said, I have a problem with ordering. Like, it's a problem. I can't make up my mind. So I was like, you know, being me, I'm like, all right, we, we can talk to so the lady that's supposed to be taking an order doesn't feel awkward. 
But finally, the lady gets to the point where she's ready to order. So the lady takes her order. She says, are you ready? I said, yeah. She says, are y'all together? No. I say we're not together. This lady looked me in my eyes. She said, you know what? I'm going to buy your dinner tonight. That's how I'm going to love you. I immediately felt the bigger. I'm like, hey, why did I make it? Ten bucks. <laughs> As she did that, I was going to do whatever for her. I can get your food. I'll re-up your water, your drink. I need silverware. Like, whatever you need, I'll do it. For a lady that bought my meal for ten bucks. Yet Christ has given his blood. So how are you living? How are you loving him in that way? Do you say that you're not your own? Do you live that way? Christ has given us everything, y'all. Everything. So we speak this truth in love. And we are to grow in every way into him who is the head, which is Christ. From him the whole body, fit and knit together by every supported ligament, promotes the growth of the body, for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. This is the community aspect that I love. One of the one sermons that I would love to preach is 1 Corinthians 12. That's just, the body is huge to me. Each one of us has a place in the body. One can't say to the other, I have no need for you. And another can't say, man, because I'm not you, I, you know, I, ain't, I ain't worth it, whatever. A couple illustrations. My boy Sean likes to get in the gym. My boy Sean is chiseled. My boy Sean also single. <laughs> so ladies, if you love the Lord and you're loving him first and foremost, my boy Sean. Um, but Sean doesn't need anybody to tell him to get in the gym. Other people do like this stuff. I need help. But Sean will also tell you that even by him getting in the gym on his own, and he's, he's working. He told me today, he said, it's, it's still better when you have somebody in the spot because you can push yourself more than you would if you were on your own. And the building up of the body that way is done better when you're in community as opposed to when you do it by yourself. So for those of you who accept the Lord and say, I know I can do whatever I want on my own. No. Christ is giving the body. There's the diversity that's there. But as well, there's a responsibility that each one of you have. And so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna finish on this now. So, worship me. Come on. I'm going to read all that. Come on. Come on. Each of us has to be working properly. Each of us has to be working properly. Y'all been watching the Olympics? The, the men's swimming team medley relay. Y'all seen that? Everybody know Michael Phelps, right? Even if you don't watch them, you know Michael Phelps. One of the most important ornate medalists of Olympic history. Swimming, period. <coughs> Michael Phelps ain't doing that thing on his own. You ain't got Adrian Mills. You don't have the other guys. Dang, I thought I had the names. I forgot. See, that's how bad it is. Every one of them had to do well to win that race. On the flip side, there was another guy. He was like rushed over the bike. He does it on his own. 
He was the only one in his team that was really, really phenomenal. He was the one who actually got his team ahead of America, but it was just him. Everybody else was pretty weak when it came to him. Let me tell you something, y'all. Each one of you, it doesn't matter if you accepted Christ Friday, if you accept Christ today, if you accepted Christ 30 years ago, each one of you has a place in God's body. Each one of you has a responsibility to walk with the Lord. Each one of you. And don't think by chance that if I'm off today, run a race not to win. You don't play any kind of event not to win. If you are, please leave. Because that's not what's going down here. You don't study to get an F. Who does that? Unless you just ain't smart. I failed English 112 twice. Now I got to write all these freaking papers. I suck at grammar. But by the grace of the Lord, I am who I am, and by His grace we will get through but if I was to go about this thing on my own, just like I was from 12 years old to about 18, I figured I could just do this alone. I just give the word alone. Jesus said, look, I, I've gifted you with people. Love you. People who will look at you in your sin. Tell you about it because we're supposed to be truthful. Not on their own, they do it because Jesus loves you. And Jesus has loved them. So look, for some of y'all, you say, I've never experienced this love. I'm here, I keep hearing about it, I keep hearing about Jesus. I've never experienced this. What am I supposed to do? Come to Jesus. I stand at the door and knock, he says, waiting. Please move, Jesus. We know that you're here. 
know that your mission is still ongoing, Father. So I pray for those that feel uncomfortable right now in their seats, Lord God. That that uncomfortable feeling will continue. The Spirit will just move. Please, 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 come. Come. For the others, Lord, that need to repent, ask for forgiveness, and move forward, Jesus. In you and in your brother, because of the love that you have for us, Father, may it come. For those, Lord, that are, that are always coming. To love on you, Jesus. And to love on those who don't know you, those who do, that just need you. May they come. May we not leave here without making a decision, regardless of wherever you stand. Tighten up. But Jesus, we need you. We can't do anything without you. We love you. Have your way in this place as we worship you. Sing your son. Sing your name. And we pray. Amen.